Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spiral Out, the podcast where we talk about music and movies, merch and memorabilia, art and artists, collectors and their collections. And we also talk about the toolverse and tool, posters, stuff. Be sure to tune in after the episode to hear about a giveaway that we're doing. It's going to be fun. Check it out. On this week's episode, we have Ben Canellan, an artist from Melbourne, Australia, who's doing some very, very cool monster designs and paintings. I really, really enjoyed talking with Ben. He is a great guy. He took the time to sit down with us and talk all about his art and how he creates it, his experience with Tool. He just put up with me for about an hour. We talk about a lot of different pieces of his art and other things. So if you want to see those, please go on the Instagram page or the Facebook page for the podcast at Spiral Out Pod and check those out while you're listening to the episode. They're very cool. He does a great job. Be sure to listen at the end of the episode where I'm going to talk about a giveaway. Thank you for listening. Spiral Out. listening uh on today's episode we have ben ben canellan he did the art that went on the sacramento poster for tools run this year you're the second artist we've had on but i feel like your experience is going to be completely different than the last artist that we talked to do you mind starting off there of how your poster became a tool poster okay well i'll start i did i did that image a while back last year and I feel like well, when I was painting, I thought, oh, God, this be, like this is just, I don't know, for some reason it reminds me of Tool. I don't know why. You know, I've always, I've got my image of what Tool is in, you know, in, in inside my head. And then I thought, I'm just going to uh, muck around, put like a font of the Tool, of the Tool logo on there, and I'll just post it up on my Facebook and on my Instagram. And that's kind of how that came about and how it actually came to be an actual poster for it. That was something that I think that there's an artist, you guys would probably know Alan Williams. Yeah, he's done quite a few prints for them. Yeah. yeah. He sent me a message after I posted and said, I really, really love this. I'm going to send it to Adam. <laughs> and I was like shaking from that. You know, he, he, he must have sent it off. I mean, I didn't hear anything for ages. And just, just as a little side note, when I did my podcast with Chet, at the end of that, after I told that story, and after we had the, after we stopped our, our recording, Chet Chet Zar also told me that he didn't want to say anything because you know he didn't want to feel like that he was you know saying oh I sent it too, but he actually sent that to, sent that same image to Adam as well, and he said look I don't this guy hasn't asked me to send it, I'm just sending you know because I think it's a really cool image, so I think both those guys had a hand in it, even though Adam was still Adam was following me on Instagram. Yeah, the rest is history because Adam contacted me, oh, was it about a few months before Christmas and said, I'd heard you like to do a tool poster <laughs> for one of their shows. Oh, yeah, kind of, just, yeah. just casually, yeah. You kinda I heard you want to do a tool poster, huh? Oh, man, I like that. I couldn't, like I've said this on Chet's podcast as well, but I could not read that message half an hour. 
kind of shaking nervous. Holy hell, Adam Jones has contacted me. You know, because I'm still a fanboy inside as well. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I said, yeah, totally. And um, he said that, you know, his management will be in contact with me. And then that was that. Did you do any any uh, re-editing of the image after? A little bit. Did he say specifically what image he wanted? But they, like, when the management contacted me, they said, you know, if you have, um, if you ha- already have an image or you want to make one, and I didn't know what the time limit was. So I just thought, oh, I've got this cool image that I really like that reminds me of Tool. So I'm just going to send that in. And I just did like a couple of little touch-ups in there before I sent it off. And they, um, you know, they do what they want with it as well. So how, putting in the font. So how long till you figured out it was the uh, Sacramento poster? The day. The day of? The day of, yeah. Because I, I was in some tool groups and I saw, you know, because I was following what, what posters were coming out and then somebody held up, well, somebody had this picture of one of the merchandise people holding up one of the T-shirts. But oh, that's my design. And then a couple of people started to catch on because I think they were following me on Facebook or whatever and then just a flood of messages like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> was, How many? So like over, fi- over 500? Oh, I don't know if it was 500, but it was enough to know about halfway through the day I thought I cannot look at my phone anymore. <laughs> and I... And I just had to get away from the beeping of my phone kind of thing. It was just full on, you know, because when it went like I've been doing art for a while, but nobody's been contacting me like that, Yeah, you know, um, at all. What were the most of the message about just when you're going to do a drop? When you when how can I get how can <laughs> I get a print? Do a drop? Yeah. Can I get a print? And after a while, I, I just had to stop reading them. It was just because you can't answer them all and they just keep coming in and you just, you just need to take a break. Are you you st- just need to walk, uh, walk away from your phone. Are you still getting that many messages? No, but I am, I'm not getting that many messages, but I'm still getting messages about it. So, yeah. I'm looking at your Instagram. It seems like that piece evolved over time because on Instagram, it looks like four or five similar images. And then all of a sudden this grand tool image. <laughs> Some of the, yeah, yeah, like sometimes I might just post the, like the start of a sketch mid, uh, midway through it until I can get it where I want it kind of thing. Yeah. Did you have a name for this painting? No. I don't, I don't name any of my pieces really. I think I've got like a little collection of red kind of figures and demons that I just call red, red hell, but I don't individually name each piece. I just, I just can't be bothered. I don't know. I just can't be bothered or it's can't think of anything. No, I get it. I don't know. I, I would be hard pressed <laughs> to name some of these. I mean, they're just so, they're just so grand and like powerful looking <laughs> and extra dimensional. And, you know, yeah. again, you made them, so you know, <laughs> but I mean, just from, <laughs> from, a, from a guy looking at them, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about one. This is going to be a ridiculous question, but all of your monsters seem to be in really good shape. They are. They do work out in hell. <laughs> I'm wondering if there are any what, any overweight monsters in hell. Are these all <laughs> in hell? By the way, uh, it'd be, be more an underworld kind of thing, right? Like some um, extra dimensional type thing. Yeah, I guess I guess you could put it like that. Um, I mean, I've like a little underlying thing that I think about when I'm doing them, as far as where where they'd be living and stuff, and 
you know, a little bit of a history. That was my next question is, do you have uh, like a universe or story or do the individual characters or paintings have have a backstory? No, they're, they're all part of the same kind of world. They're just different variations on it. Oh, God, I mean, I'm, I don't want to sound like a wanker when I come off like talking about it. Um, no, sound like a wanker, basically, man. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what I think about is there's a world deep down underneath ours. These beings, whatever you want to call them, demons collect all the bones or whatever's left of a human once they've been buried at Earth. They take it and then just mold them into themselves. In a way, it's more of a beautiful and elegant look than what we could ever come up with here on Earth kind of thing. That kind of, you know, disgusting part of what's happened up there and they turn it into something beautiful down there. No, I, I is can, the best way I could describe it. I can completely see that. It's very symmetrical. And again, they're, you know, very elegant looking bodies, lots of skulls. Yeah. Again, the symmetry is, is what, what stands out to me a lot, you know. Again, I hope I don't sound like a wanker describing <laughs> your your art. But uh, to me, a lot of them look like um, oh, just twisted demon butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it as well. Yeah. For me, like, for me, like, I'd, I'd love to touch one of these things. I love to, like, run my fingers over and do you think kind of see how it's all connected. Do you think it would be slimy? Some of them would be. Some of them would be just dry. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. I just touch these things. I like, I'm, I know, I'm very fascinated by them as well. And, yeah, I just find them really beautiful in my eyes anyway. Yeah. No, I, I think you... Again, I don't know much about psychology, but I think you would have to because you do so many. I mean, you have hundreds and hundreds on your Instagram, right? I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through it right yeah. now and uh, as we're talking yeah. just to get references. But um, no, they, I can see the beauty in them. Like they don't necessarily. It's actually one of my questions is, you know, do you think all of them are evil? That's a good question because I've thought of that myself. I guess it depends on the day. Some some could be some some might not be. Yeah, that's the best way I could put it. When I uh, um, when I look at some of them, I kind of kind of see it as like omnipotence, maybe, where it's like, yeah, they're they're indifferent. They may evil, but they may, you know, with without even thinking, help. I don't know. It's again, you're right. It's hard to explain because they're they're so wicked looking, but they don't necessarily <laughs> look like they would give a shit about what humans are doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They're more interested in what um, what comes down into their world, kind of thing. I'm just trying to. In a way, I don't. I don't find them scary. I, okay. Like, the, sure, they may look a bit scary, but I don't. I don't want them to be obviously scary. I don't want like things. I mean, I like watching movies and stuff with big creatures and you know, if they have big teeth or big eyes. But I don't want my stuff to look like that. I don't make them overly gory. I don't do big teeth, big eyes, or anything like that. That that just doesn't interest my sublime kind of look. And I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because I think it's a little bit. <laughs> okay. no, uh, no, no, not on what we're talking about, but on what, what I'm about to ask you. Um, yeah. Just because I think it's a, a little rude, but obviously there's some Geiger influences. Oh, totally. Are you a fan of the movie Prometheus? Yep. And so you have the I love Prometheus and. 
Alien Covenant. I love them both. Yeah. So the what are they called? The the big guys that that are in the cocoon slash things. Uh, engineers. Engineers. That's right. That's right. I don't necessarily think they're evil, but they can you know crush your skull in like a second. But so, <laughs> I think when I look at your stuff, I definitely see that kind of emotion. I guess where it's just like this powerful being that has mm. other shit to do than be scary. It just happens to look that way. Yeah. That's just my interpretation. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, the main thing that I drew away from H.R. Giga, you know, besides, you know, he's just an awesome artist and he has beautiful, intricate stuff. I really love the elegance of his stuff. Yeah. That, that for me, is the big takeaway from, from his work that I really liked. I'm gonna, and I'm, that's kind of what I put into that. Yeah. I'm going to ask another weird question. Um, that's okay. It's, it's even hard for me to ask. I think some of them, in their own weird way, like you say, beautiful, I think almost even sexy. Yeah. Like they're just certain curves. I mean, this, this one I'm looking at right now only has half a head, but I mean, those curves are just, they're, they're pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to make like, are they, are they a he or a she? Like I don't really put breasts on them, but most of them, I don't even put pecs on them as well. I want that in between kind of thing. The reason uh, probably why I don't name them up to the viewer's discretion, like, did Tool end up contacting you after you submitted the, anybody from their management or anything contact you after you submitted the poster? No, no, but I remember, no, but on the day, later on in the day here, I messaged Adam and just thanked him very much for giving me the opportunity to do it. And he replied back, oh, you know, you're a really great artist and thanks, thanks for contributing. And so, yeah, I was just stoked about that. Yeah, I'd be stoked. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Like, yeah. It's totally awesome. Like I was spinning out. Like this is a, these are guys, you know, that I've grown up with and listened to their music and Adam's an artist as well. And like, I love the music he makes. I love the art that he puts out. And it's it's wild. It's wild to have that happen. And my my family, my, my brothers, especially my older brother who loves Tool as well, like he freaked out. My girlfriend was freaking out. You know, it's just it's just really cool when you have people who you look up to ask you to do something for them. So it's just really nice. Did you get any free tickets? No. Dang. None of the artists that I've talked to <laughs> got free tickets. Which I, you know, I can't really say anything bad about. Well, it probably would have been pretty pretty hard for me to get over there. I mean, unless because I know that they had their tour. Well, they toured Fear Inoculum before COVID hit. Yeah. They'd been over to Melbourne and I think to Sydney as well. Um, and plus, yeah, it just would have been hard for me to get over there anyway. How have how the, how's the reception been from fans? Like other than, can you give me a print <laughs> <laughs> or when are you going to do your drop? That is the main question. But everybody's been really cool. Like I've, when mine dropped, I was very curious to, to see what the, like a lot of the fans thought about it, just being on the Facebook pages and seeing, seeing what they said about the post. And most of it, most of it was pretty positive, Ooh, which, which was really here. Can you remember any of the negative ones? Not really. You know, just some people say, oh, it's all right. It's all right. I want to, I want to see what else is coming up, you know, yeah, kind of thing. No, so I, it's, it's funny looking at it from that, from that perspective. It's, it's definitely funny. Yeah. You being the creator of it. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I have, you know, been able to put out things and, and have some perspective of the people that don't like what I've put out. And, uh, no, I think it's more <laughs> comical than anything. Cause you're just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to make everybody happy. It's impossible. 
No, yeah. you can't. You just can't. You can't. And I mean, I've seen I've seen other artists' posters drop, and some people have just been absolutely brutal. Oh yeah. No, I know which posters you're talking about. <laughs> we don't have to mention them because I hope they come on and talk about them eventually. But uh. I mean, it's, for me, like there's been some posters that that I haven't liked as much as some other ones sure. or whatever. But I do appreciate I do appreciate Adam putting other artists out there, giving everybody a different, you know, because not everybody's into the same things. And you, you know, someone out there might might really like what these other artists put out. So it's good that he's doing these kind of things. You know, it just gives a gives an audience for a lot of artists that wouldn't have it. You're not only an audience, but fat stacks of money for a time being. If you if you know how to put out your posters, you know there's some yeah. there's some artists that are doing it really well, and there's some artists that uh, I don't think they know what they have or know the market. Uh, if that makes any no. sense. No, I yeah. I mean, I've spoken, I've spoken to a few, a few of the artists, and I've even, you know, I've had a couple that have asked me, "Oh, what are you going to charge for this? What are you like? What are you going to be charging for that kind of thing?" Because because they don't understand or don't or don't know what's going on out there, kind of thing. Because they're yeah, they're just they're just not in that kind of world. And I'm guessing that you know, from being a fan and being in the poster groups before you, because you were in those groups before they picked your poster, correct? Yeah. So yeah. you, you definitely have an understanding of how that community works and it's wild. <laughs> well, it's great. It's absolutely mental. I've never, like, I'm, I, I collect statues and things like that, but I didn't know that there was this like massive poster thing going on and, you know, until it started to happen and just how crazy it gets. But I see a lot of the same arguments that are put forward for the posters that I see in the collecting world with statues and figurines. And it, it's just really interesting to see. It's what, all exactly the same. What is it? What are they? Like as far as, well, as far as the, the pricing of certain things, what, what people are asking, um, what else would you call it? Um, like the scalping thing. Okay. The scalpers and, you know. There are people scalping uh, sculptures and figures? Yeah, yeah. Like people will buy up a whole lot of a certain figure kind of hoard them and then and then start to sell them uh, later on down the line kind of thing. Yeah, it's the same kind of the same kind of things. Coll- uh, collectibles is collectibles, I think, and it's always you've just got to draw the line at where your budget is. <laughs> you know, I have you know, a, I think that that's the most important thing. I have a big problem you know? with drawing the line where my budget is. That's for sure. <laughs> I I have to sometimes just sit there and go to Do I need Chet Sar's doodle right now? Feed any of this. Because <laughs> it dropped today, and uh, oh really? Yeah, his uh, remarks and 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 doodled signed posters for the um, I forget what that the name of that poster is the schismatic I think. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. And of course I bought one. You know. Yeah, it just is what it is. <laughs> the way it is. And it wasn't Collectors, a bad, man. Collectors. yeah, it wasn't a bad price either. I I just have to be very careful of when my uh, significant other is around to talk about how much those things really are. I just have to keep reminding her that, you know, these are investments <laughs> and, you know, if we really wanted to sell them, you know, we'd, we'd be all right for a while. I have a good job. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Speaking of jobs, win, winning over that argument is the hard thing. I just know? don't tell it anymore. 
just yeah, there you go. Uh, like, well. like we, you, you have your money. I have my money. I'm going to buy this, uh, <laughs> Chet Czar doodle. Uh, speaking of, of jobs, you, you, uh, here are a personal trainer. Yeah. How do you balance that with what you're doing? Is that, is that, oh, well, uh, here, here's another question. Is that why all your, your creatures are in shape is because you're a personal trainer? <laughs> no, I think that's from the HR gear thing. Right. Um, no, quite, it's quite easy actually because I work mornings. Now I may have clients from just like six to nine or six to 10. And then I don't have another lot of clients to like five or six till, you know, about nine, nine at night, nine thirty at night. So I, it gives me that daytime to just, Try and try and get more art done. Have you ever? Which is just handy as hell. Yeah, no, it's it's great. <laughs> uh, that's a great schedule. Speaking of working out, yeah. uh, working through the day, have you ever drawn a creature that wasn't in darkness? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, these are questions um, I that just pop into my brain. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, I, well, actually, I have for when I was working on a video game. That was probably about the only time because you have to show more, you know, you have to show more of the front and the back kind of thing. Um, I prefer just to see my creature coming out of, uh, coming out of the darkness and giving you just enough that you go, okay, that's, that's that kind of thing. I think the, the main thing that you, I haven't touched on yet, but it's definitely the most interesting thing to me about your posters or, or paintings is that your creatures seem to be, to be molded into the environment around them. Well, if, yeah, I mean, if I've done an environment with them, I like to kind of in, incorporate it in some of them. I can't even tell where they end and where they start kind of thing. Yeah. As far as the heads get so crazy that I don't fit them all into the frame. I'd be part of all or part of hanging from something or yeah. Now I'm, I'm curious, like, this is, this is going to be a cliche question about something like that. But yeah, is, okay. there, is there an emotional place that that comes from? Again, a metaphor for like what what you, what is around you is taking you over. Like I'm not a um, I'm, I'm a pretty happy go lucky person. Fair enough. <laughs> and when I'm painting, I, all I want to all I want to do is just create the wildest kind of creature, or you know, and I just have fun with it. I just really love it, and I don't have any kind of you know emotional baggage. No, 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 no. It's, it's all purely from a fun and enjoyment standpoint. You know, I think that makes it even like better. I love drawing them. What's that? I think that makes it even better because <laughs> because you're again you're just like this is fun, this is cool, this is awesome thing. This is just who you what you like and what you're passionate yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I just love going super dark with it. I just I just find real enjoyment out of it, and then. After I'm finished a painting, or while I'm painting, I'll be sending my girlfriend some cat videos or some dog videos that I find really funny. You know, just really stupid stuff. Yeah, I think I spend about half my time at work sending and receiving dog and cat videos with my girlfriend as well. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's just, <laughs> it's, just uh, it's the best way to get through about eleven thirty to two o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just it always makes you feel good, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. just amazing. I got four dogs. I love them. Dogs are the best. No, I, yeah, I got I got four pit bulls, and they're sweethearts. Oh wow, that's awesome. 
So I have, I have another question about uh, your paintings. Uh, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, a lot of them seem to have translucent skin. Is that, is that just an effect or uh, am I seeing this wrong? No, no, you see, you're seeing it right. I like how, I'd kind of like the challenge of trying to do the translucent thing as well. And I just kind of like the look of that on them. It looks great. I'm very curious how, how that, how do you create that? Cause you're, you're looking at it and you're like, all right, this, there's this thing, whatever it is. Um, but it's, there's also something underneath it. Well, there's, there's a really good trick and it always ends with just the one thing you put at the end, which is a white highlight, but gen and generally you just, you kind of paint something dark. You use the airbrush effect over the top of it to kind of add this light thing over the top. And once you put that little white highlight on, it just sells it. Yeah. see true. I'm looking at it right now and I see yeah, it. I picked that up a while ago. <laughs> what, what do you think was the most difficult one that you, you've painted? Whether it was just time or frustration? <laughs> that one I did for the tool one took, took me a while. I remember spending quite a few hours on that. There's another big one that has this big kind of, well, it doesn't even have a face. It has like a big bone thing and it has all these kind of ridges of bones below it. I see. Um, it. I can't, I guess I should give them names to make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see the one you're talking about. It's again, it's very symmetrical, yeah. right? And it has like the layers. Yeah. 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 yeah that's the one. Yeah, so probably those two. It's funny because, like, you can start off doing, you know, you'll just do, like, the basics for it. And because your imagination knows what it's going to look like, so, uh, sometimes you go, oh, I don't even want to put any more on it. But then you think, well, the audience is not going to know what you're thinking, so you've got to start rendering up some and putting some more, de some more detail in it. Sometimes I just like the rough and ready look of certain things, but then I think, you got to render them more, render them more. And rendering takes the longest out of, you know, out of all the things. Can you explain to me what rendering is? Okay. Rendering is everything look, look like it should look like, like, so if I do a skull, I want it to just have everything in there that it needs to be a skull legs. I need everything that it needs. Spending time on all the, on all the details, which make it clearer to see. Like you know, textures. Adding, adding all the details. And, and adding textures all the details. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, all sure. that kind of stuff to sell it. So you said you, you also collect things. Yeah. Well, can, you yeah. Go, can you go and do, uh, can you tell me about some of the things you collect? Because this podcast is also about collections. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, I can walk into the next room and show you if you wanted to. Uh, you you but could, but... just want to talk about it? Yeah, no, they, they're not going to see any of the video. I'd love to oh, see okay, it. Okay. <laughs> I, I collect um, statues and figures. So I have... Um, so these are from brands like, like Soft Show, like Bulls, Queen Studios, Prime One Studios. Um, so I've like a scale Pennywise. Mm -hmm. Got a third scale Pennywise as well. So that's... When I say half scale, it's half the size of what the actual Pennywise would be. So it's like three and um, a half feet tall? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the Pennywise, yeah. And I collect, um, I've got some couple of Predator statues that are probably about 28 inches tall. So these um, aren't small, these aren't small figures. But, but I do have some smaller ones. Like I collect some one six scale figures. So I've got a couple of uh, Daniel Craig, James Bonds. I've got Alien, Underworld. No, I think that's super cool. I've seen the Joker one that you had. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. extremely lively. Yeah, 
No, it looks man. It looks I can like tell like how much I spent on that. Uh, please tell, <laughs> because I that was about five and a half thousand dollars. Ooh, and how big was it? And that was one third scale. So about two feet. And I'd spent that much money on anything ever, and I was yeah, I was shitting myself spending that money, but I loved it. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what's that? It's probably about five tool posters. It depends on the tool poster. Um, <laughs> Well, there you go. You know, there there's some Alex Gray signed remarks ones that are probably going to go for close to that, you know? Easily. Yeah. Say, so it does sound crazy to be at one of those merch stands trying to get a poster from what I've just seen on the Facebook pages. It's Well, I've, I've, I went to six shows this, this tour. Yeah. So three in general mission, three in VIP. They both have their own um, uh, chaos. Uh, so to speak, yeah. Uh, you have to, you have to be very focused, smart, fast, and lucky all at the same time. It sounds full on. Like it just, it's it's wild. I flew my best friend out. I went to the last three shows in, uh, it was Moline, St. Louis, and Cleveland. And in St. Louis, I just had a normal general admission ticket. So I'm like, you know, my my best friend has couple of kids doesn't really get to travel much you know really into tool he i'll fly you out let's just go to the show together and experience this together now we waited in line and he had, he has no idea about the poster stuff he's only he lives vicariously through me <laughs> he, we showed up we did it and he, he got those two posters and i'd never seen anybody so happy in their entire life um <laughs> just to have waited in line for seven hours run to the merch line and, and somebody hand you those, those posters. And then you walk away and literally 30 seconds later, they go, we're out, we're out of posters. Wow. And, uh, seven hours, man. I can't, I, I can't. That's nothing. Hard to fathom. Shit. Real. Oh my God. What do you get somebody to hold your spot? Like when you, you know, you got to go. If you're lucky, you know? if you're lucky. <laughs> in that in that situation, I, I was pretty lucky. You know, I, I had a friend that so he would go sleep for four or five hours, come back. I'd go sleep for four or five hours, get some food, get some rest and just and just do that until about, you know, six o'clock or like four o'clock in the morning, the, the day of the show. And then you just got to like hold your spot and and hope nothing goes wrong. <laughs> I haven't experienced anything like that. No, there, there's somewhat. There's rules and etiquette and people are handing out, uh, well, they'll do two things. They'll either mark your hand or what, what space you were in. Uh, so if you showed up first, you get a one on your hand and, uh, so, you know, they're supposed to uphold that throughout the 30 some odd hours you're there, but it, it never works out. Uh, as soon as the people come out, the merch people and they go, Hey, we're going to move this line 10 feet over. It's complete chaos. I, I mean, I have some, I recorded on the my hand. I have recordings from when I was at a show and they moved people 10 feet and people were fighting and screaming at each other. It's nuts. I'm, I'm sure your poster, you know, and I don't mean to be mean, but caused some demon esque things to happen during the, (laughs) during its release. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a good question. How do you feel that there were people there that literally all they wanted all day for, you know, 24 hours to, was to get their hands on your art. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Like Because I'd turn to my girlfriend during the day and say, people are buying my, t- my T-shirt or buying my poster at the show tonight. And they're walking around with it or they've got the T-shirt on and 
it's wild. It's wild. It's so wild for me to think about that, you know, because it's not, not only are they wearing it, they are so happy that they were lucky enough to get yeah. one. Here's the other thing that you may not realize. Not only are there people out there that are buying that, you know, from the merch booth, there are people out there that are buying it from other people at 10 times the price because it's so cool. It's just funny because you just draw like you just sit at home. Like I draw most, I paint most of my stuff just, just on my bed on my iPad. So, you know, and that's as far as it gets for me. And like to have something like that, you know, a mob, of, kind of, thing a mob of people just running to a merch booth to, yeah. to, to, to get I mean, their hands. Never in a million years think that. Well, it happened, my friend. <laughs> it definitely happened. There was a mob of people that that ran as fast as they could to a merch booth just to get their hands on one of your paintings. So congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like you had your you had your um podcast with Chet Tsar, right? Yeah. Did you talk to him before that at all? We just had a little, probably ten minutes before we started recording, yeah. Did you end up, uh, in, in, in that podcast, you said you had bought some stuff from his store, correct? No, no, I, had, I hadn't. I used to go down to uh, an, internet, an internet cafe and look at his work. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And he used because to, I was so in love with it. And he used to print it yeah, out. I didn't have the internet at home. Have you ended up no. getting one yet after that? No. We got to get you one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell with this. I'm getting on a plane, getting over to his place. Kick down his door. I, I love Chet. He's, he's amazing. He's an amazing painter. Yeah, no, I, I love his stuff. I definitely gravitate more towards. What's funny is I'm like a really, I'm kind of in the same level as you. I'm pretty happy, go lucky guy. I'm really nice, and but I I tend to gravitate towards especially stuff like yours, which has a lot of symmetry to it. Oh yeah, I I dig it a lot. And I know we've kind of just tangented in this podcast and had just a normal conversation. I haven't really been asking stuff. <laughs> Here's a really uh, ridiculous question, but I I have to ask it. How mm-hmm. is this just a Facebook and Instagram thing, or do you always put skulls on all the genitals? Uh, <laughs> now, I all, generally, I generally I put them on nearly all of them. That started like a while back when I, but it'd just be mouths that I put there, and now it's kind of turned into skulls gradually. Um. I kind of just like the look of it and sure. it is a trademark as well. If you see one of my things, you go, Oh, that's Ben's. Yeah. Because there's a skull, there's a skull where the dick is. Skull right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just think it looks cool for some reason, you know, you don't have to uh, have any explanation. I was just, I was just curious <laughs> more if it was because it was like an Instagram thing and maybe they don't want you to show demon genitalia or something but uh <laughs> i mean i probably don't want you showing any genitalia but i know it's just kind of like that skull there you're, yeah. te- you're telling me you don't want to draw <laughs> i can't even say it <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they, people listening knows what i was about to say and it was <laughs> it was out of line so you kind of said that you've been talking to some of the other artists that were on some of the posters this tour. Is that correct? Yeah. Anybody, uh, anybody's art you particularly are fond of? I did like Deborah Shady's piece that she did. Yeah. She sent me a beautiful she email. That, um, and she's so lucky to do that album cover. I know. Oh, so cool. I, I really want her to come. I, yeah. I really want her to come on, but I think she's a little shy about it. Maybe, 
maybe after you do this and, and you can tell her it's not that it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I will. That uh, who is it? Uh, Arcano? Arcano? Yeah. XX something or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I messaged him when he had his poster out. I loved his poster. Um, yeah, he was so happy about it as well. Yeah, I just can't believe how good it's been for a lot of artists. The exposure, you know, get some cash for all this kind of stuff, you know, and they're, they're all so grateful for it. I kind of feel because I do what I do, I don't. it's kind of niche and I don't know whether, I mean, I guess it could work for movies. I'd like to do some movie stuff just with some creature design, but I haven't had anybody approach me about that. But that's always, that's something I love to do, just movies. So when you're doing your personal training, are are these monsters like floating around in there? Uh, no, not not real. Normally, I'm just concentrating on my job. But some, but you know, just like anything, you walk around life, and sometimes a little flash of something or an object will catch your eye because you've seen it from a different angle, and you go, ah. Oh. And so you'll just put that in the memory bank and come back to it later on. But I've had a bunch of wrong interpretations, I think, of your art. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, go for it. I feel like some of them are almost in a state of like gestation or like like they're coming out of cocoons almost. Like this isn't their full form. These are like. <laughs> I like to think because they get bits of stuff added to them or stuff just continually grows or they, you're just seeing them in, in, at one point in a way. Um, and I don't like to do them in like super aggressive stances or stuff like that either. Some of them are going through phases and you know, just catching a brief like quarter of a second shot of them. Have you ever thought about drawing a fairy, my friend? Or like a flower? <laughs> Or a bowl of fruit. A bowl of no, fruit. I've never actually. Well, it's the the flower thing. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I do want to have a monster holding some flowers. So, so there you go. You will get some flowers. But normally, like, I just couldn't paint flowers. Not you know, just a bunch of flowers. They'd have to be incorporated somehow into a monster. I would love to see. I would love to see that where you have a a creature and it. Again, it it's molding into its its atmosphere, but or its uh, environment, but it may be a little bit more botanical. <laughs> Let's use botanical. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> again, I'm not trying. Don't don't take uh, any of what I'm saying seriously. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your <laughs> job. I can't draw a stick figure. I, know. I can't draw a stick figure to uh, to save my life. Which one's that one? Do you know? No, I'm I'm asking if there's one where you're just like you have a a little bit more uh, emotional attachment to. There's a few of the red ones that I really like. There's one that's kind of more side on, and he has this huge sweeping thing. And it, the whole piece is the whole piece of it fills up like the the whole canvas kind of thing. If you call that like the digital canvas, um. That one I told you about with the big bone, bone thing and the bone ridges that are coming down below the bone kind of head, and then you got the ridges down below that. I've kind of got an emotional attachment to that. And what is that? Uh, what does that feel like for you? It's more that I just really love the design. Sure. I just there's something about the design that that, that I'd never tried before. Um, 
yeah, I was able to pull off some stuff that, yeah, I just never tried before and I took some chances and just things, things with anatomy that I'd never done before as well that I kind of feel proud of in my little way that I pulled off. I would really like to know the process of starting one and how it evolves and when you know you're done. Generally, it starts off like I'll, I'll always start with a figure, some figure, but I just always go with a figure. And I almost draw it towards a human form. And from there, that's when I start to add, add and subtract things. And I'll start pulling stuff or pushing stuff in my something that I think would look really cool. So once I've got the form, then I'll start to add some shapes, maybe e- elongate the head. And then as I'm elongating the head, I'm trying to find other shapes that I could fit into there and other little textures. And it just starts to grow outwards and outwards. And then you just start to refine all those shapes, start to go, oh, that's, that, that's a little too big there. I'll just cut off a little bit there. Maybe I need to make this a little bit longer and just kind of do that until you, it looks how you like things to look. That's the best I can do, I think. <laughs> no worries, man. Uh, again, it's hard to explain, I think, for mm. any artist, their, their process. Again, speaking with other artists, I've gotten similar answers where they're just like, I start, I kind of figure out what I kind of want to do. And then I just keep working on it. And sometimes I black out and then all of a sudden it's done. And I'm like, well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a feeling thing as well. Like that's the part of it is trying to figure out whether you can pull off some of these things that you're thinking about. And that's, that's when you start to get into the zone kind of thing of feeling stuff out and trying all these different things to see if they'll work. And I, some of them do, some of them don't be, you know, you know what you like, you know, after you've been doing it for a while. I like, I know what I like in my creatures. I know what aesthetics things that, that turn me on. Uh, how do you know when, when you're done? Again, that's just a feel thing. Once I feel like I just, I mean, I could, you could go on forever. Like, just, sure. you know, adding more detail and more little details kind of thing. Uh, but at some point you got to choose an ending. I just feel like once, I feel like I've got got out what I want to get across in that one. Yeah, I can't wait to start the next one. How 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 often do you you say you, you paint every day, but how how long does it take you to finish a painting usually? Generally it probably takes about if I was have a good whack at it, probably a day, a day and a bit. A day and a bit. You know, and, you, know you can have three hour sessions or four hour sessions, you just don't think about time and it goes so quick. It all just goes so quick. So I've, I've done work on iPads and, and whatnot, and I always seem to like not be able to get quite comfortable. I'm wondering, do you have like a, a, a stand that you use or like, cause you're drawing for hours on this thing. Uh, what's your, yeah. what's your, what's your comfort zone with that? My comfort zone is lying on my tummy just with the <laughs> iPad, you know, just right underneath my eyes. And that's how I, that's generally how all my paintings have been painted unless I say to my girlfriend, I want to go out and have coffee and I'll just take the iPad along with me and draw while she's on a phone or, you know, we'll just have coffee and I'll just paint for a while. So you, but generally it's on my tummy. <laughs> so you, uh, cause it's comfy, right? I love laying on yeah. in that position. You, you kind of touched on that. You get some imp- uh, inspiration from anatomy books. What are other, some other places that you are getting inspiration from? One of my favorite ones of yours is, is, it almost looks like a female and it's, it's a very yellowish color. 
almost looks like a dress, but then there's like this fan of a head that I'm, comes around. She or it looks badass, but how? How? How does this? How does this work? Did you, oh. I'm just wondering where where the inspiration comes from from some of these. I mean, I've got the artists that I like. Even though, I mean, I don't really look at H.R. Giga's stuff much anymore. Like, I haven't really looked at his stuff for years. Even though I love him, I've got my artists like Wayne Barlow, who I love, Alan Williams, who I love. But there's also, you know, things in nature, like looking at animals, uh, looking at bugs especially. Like, I love insects and bugs and the the strange shapes that they have. You know, the way their kind of exoskeleton connects together as well. And then there's one one way you could look at it. Like, I love bones. I love seen the human skeleton I had like looking at a close-up of a skeleton or some part of a skull and you know you really hyper fixate on this one part but in your mind you're blowing it out and you're thinking what if I still put a face in there and then just carved around like painting it just think of what a big some strange things that we see on human skeletons could be added to a head or something like that. And then, you know, you just blow them out even further. But I love the look of that bone kind of thing. So bones play a big part of it as far as looking at a skeleton up really, really close and seeing certain things and going, oh, that would look good if that was a figure, really. And then just blow it all out even bigger. I think some of them look arrogant. Definitely. Have an air of arrogance. Because I like to tilt the head up. Yeah, it's a look of power. Uh, I have, have that written yeah, down. yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. They, they seem to be in very good shape and they seem to have a very powerful presence. I think that's where, I, in my opinion, I think that arrogance and power may make them look evil, but not necessarily. You know, they, like you said, they don't have yeah. crazy teeth or giant eyes. Some of them have claws, some just some don't. It's really hard to explain, uh, try to talk about, uh, abstract <laughs> art. Oh yeah, it is. Just like, Hey, how, how did you come up with this, uh, fan head thing? And how come all these people's <laughs> legs are twisted together? And, uh, why is that lady over there melting into the wall? Like, what were you feeling when that happened? They're all just that, that I want to see that, that I think are cool. Everybody else might, may not think they're cool, but to, to me, I, I just think they're cool and I just go with it. I think uh, if I saw that uh, tool poster in real life, I'd look at it for about 30 seconds. And if it made any noise or moved at all, <laughs> I'd probably shit my pants first. And, you know, because how do you tell the, you can't tell the body language and in, in aura of something like that as it walks. Close. You're just like, it's going to eat me. No, it's definitely going to eat no. me. It's definitely gonna. It's definitely gonna. Eat me. The roll of the dime. Yeah. You know? It's either gonna give me superpowers, or it's gonna eat me. <laughs> um, well, again, I I hope this was fun for you. I I hope I asked enough tool questions for the audience. We didn't really touch on the man much. You you are a, a, a pretty big fan, I'm guessing. You you know. Oh yeah. Is yeah, it like? Well, yeah, I've got all this. All the CDs. I've just got that opiate thing that came in. Um, I've got the that that LP box set on order, which should be coming next week. I love, I love the band. Absolutely love them. Is there something? They, they, just, they just make the most interesting music to me compared to everybody else. Something about it. And again, I've talked to so many people, and I've asked them that same question: What is it about Tool? You know that makes you want to do a whole piece, of, or at least 
at least you associated a piece of something that you did to that band. Um, and a lot of people have the same question. Or I mean, the same answer. It's just something I can't really explain. It's kind of the whole universe, in my opinion, you know, which you are now a part yeah. of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. No, yeah, you're definitely in That's the, cool. I call it the Tooliverse. <laughs> oh, I'm so stoked to, to be part of it, you know, at least a little bit of it, you know. Okay, why why monsters? Uh, they just seem much, much more interesting to me than anything else kind of thing. I mean, I meant to mention on Chet's, but when I, when I was growing up, I loved collecting Masters of the Universe, but I only liked collecting the bad guys. When I was into Star Wars, I only liked collecting the bad guys. I love animals, but I generally, I'm attracted to, you know, like the lions, the crocodiles and all that kind of stuff. I just find them more, more interesting kind of thing. I know there's just something about the baddies that just seem more interesting to me. Well, I know the darker stuff that just seems a little bit more interesting. So when doing pieces like this, how do you, how do you think you're going to evolve in the future? Do you have plans of like where you want your creature designs to go? Uh, like how, how do you, how do you improve on what you're already doing is, is my question. Cause they're, they're so intricate and they're so detailed and symmetrical. It's like, yeah, um, how do you, how do you, how do you top that tool poster? Oh shit. Now you asked that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I guess it's just, you know, you just keep going and just try and find some new ads. I'm sorry if that was a rude question. <sighs> no, it's not, it's not a rude question. No, no, no. I'm not, I just kind of want to go bigger yeah. as well. I want to see yeah. like a Michelangelo type, you know. It's <laughs> the same chapel thing. Yeah. I'm talking that big. <laughs> like 20 years of my life lying on my back painting a ceiling. Maybe not on me. a ceiling, <laughs> but on, because uh, again, uh, with your, with yeah. your digital art programs, you can make the canvas as big as yeah. you want, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying it would be easy to go that grand and big and detailed. Mm. I could definitely see you doing some type of, uh, I'm going to sound like an idiot for saying this, it's a Cenobite Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be you awesome. Know, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, as time goes on, I mean, you get to make that kind of magnum opus big dark thing that that'd be so much fun to do and it, when you do that will you come back on the show and talk about it i definitely will man sure i really appreciated this conversation i, I really again we didn't really talk in person but until right now but mm. i think you're an awesome guy so and an awesome artist well, thanks, i i uh i like i said cannot draw a stick figure so part of my podcast is just learning I also yeah. am, I'm I'm finding the line of what's appropriate questions and what's not appropriate questions <laughs> for artists. Fine, man. I don't think anybody will be offended by anything you ask. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. And part yeah. of the goal, I think, when I was doing this podcast is me not being, you know, an artist is I am learning mm. things about technique, programs, different types of, you know, paintings and different ways of making paintings. And, and I think me asking what I th may or may not be dumb questions is helping the average tool listener appreciate something like what you're doing a little bit more. I hope. Definitely. I hope. Oh, for, for sure it is. I think. Cause if there I have no dumb questions when it comes to art, you know, I think there may be one with how come you, how come you put skulls where dicks are? That's, that's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That old chestnut. Huh? <laughs> yeah. How many people have asked you that question? Hey, I've had heaps of comments on the, <laughs> on you know, 
certain paintings, you know, that people have asked that. I'm sorry, I, I you know, I'll have people asking me that in questions on Instagram or whatever, and I'll just say, because it's awesome, that's why. Yeah. Wouldn't and, you? and it will never stop being awesome. No. Me, so. I, I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the skulls to get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> again, thank you, Ben. I'm going to mess up your last name again. Canellan. Yep. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank, uh, thank you so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, tell everyone who listen who's listening where they can find all of your stuff. Uh, if you have a store where where your art is that they can purchase, all of that uh, good stuff. Okay. Um, you can find me at Insta at Instagram at Benjamin underscore Canellan. Facebook under Ben Canellan, I think it is. Uh, there will be a store coming soon, which I will announce on my on both my social medias. I am on Twitter. I just can't remember what my handle is on that because I've I'm only been on it for the last couple of months, and I, I don't know. I just haven't really looked properly at it in a Fair way. Enough. Like I post stuff on there, but I just don't look at what my name looks like on there. I think it's B B, B- Allen, I think. All right, one one last question. I ask all my my guests this. Uh, what's your favorite tool lyric? Oh, shit, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> well, um, that, that just means you have one. Yeah, I mean, wear the grudge like a crown. There we go. Yeah, that's a, that's a powerful one. And I almost yeah. feel like some of your figures wear something that may look like a grudge as a crown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're right, actually. <laughs> and then the, the last question I always ask since you are a collector, what is your holy grail of collections? I know you had that Joker that was really expensive, but is there something out there where you're like, can't wait to get my hands on that? There is a Predator one third scale piece that's coming out, which I did pre-order, which means, you know, I put down like a hundred bucks or so on it, but it's, this is like three and a half thousand dollars. If that doesn't come out till next year, like it's the original Predator, Predator, look, you know, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, whether I can get that cash together in time is another question. So we'll see. Let's just drop a couple of posters, that, man. That you'll would be, fine. be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. Uh, again, follow him on Instagram at Ben Canellan, at Ben Canellan on all the social medias, and we'll figure out his Twitter later. No. What a great guy, right? I really love what he's doing. I think he's a great individual. I think he's a really smart fellow. I wish nothing but fame and fortune for that guy. He really should be working in video games and movies. Somebody hire this guy. Somebody pay that guy a lot of money to make monsters. I want to see those on, on the big screen. Nonetheless, Tool is touring in Europe right now. Those who listen to the show know that I've been releasing almost daily episodes about each poster that drops. And so thank you. The response to those has have been very good. I'll continue to do them if you continue to listen. Nine Inch Nails started touring. Seems like their merch booth is a lot more chill than Tools. I recently went to Deftones VIP and will be talking with a person many of you know uh, for a full episode. Can't wait for that one. We have a lot of cool episodes coming up. Camille Rose Garcia, who did the Napa poster, going to be on the show soon. Nate Hill, who did Omaha, had a great conversation. Peter Ganader, who built Danny Carey's synth box, will be on the show soon. Got a lot of cool people coming up. 
So keep listening. The giveaway, we are going to be giving away a tool syringe. Go to our Facebook, find our Instagram to see the rules and regulations. It's not very hard. So again, thank you for listening. Good luck. Spiral out.